Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto experts. To the end zone. It's oh The mark of fantasy excellence. You have to be careful about who you think is stepping forward on the depth chart. It's time for a touchdown. We're here to help you win your leagues and win that cash. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts in the morning. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Rise and shine, fantasy players. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Friday, January 18th. Let's cock a doodle do it. This is Roto Experts in the morning. Right here in your world. Winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am your host, Dane Martinez. They call me Speeds the Spit Statistician. And as always, I cannot tell you how overjoyed I am. To be joined by my man, the FSWA, inaugural Hall of Famer, a man that has taught me so much that I appreciate. El Rey de Fantasia, the king, Scotty Angle. Hey, Scotty, we're 48 hours away from the best day in football. You got to be excited. Oh, yeah. it's. Uh, I really look forward to these games. Uh, to me, these are the best teams involved. They're usually the most compelling games itself. People will say, give me divisional weekend, but... I feel like the the field isn't quite as strong. Uh, sometimes these games end up being the real Super Bowl. Where you see, sometimes you see the really the best two teams. I don't think it's uh, in one game, but I don't think that's the case this weekend. I just I really enjoy these because there's so much more of a sense of what's at stake in these games too. Right. So you know, there's a lot of reasons why I, the conference championship games are my favorite games of the year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, especially, listen, Scott, this year, we got the one and the two seeds from both the AFC and the NFC. We've got, you know, four of the best offenses in the NFL. These are teams that have been high flying. And quite frankly, these are teams that have been on collision courses since around mid-October. You know, we've been talking about these teams, to be quite honest, as maybe likely to be playing this weekend. I also agree with you. Um, You know, I personally like division weekend because I get the two days of it you know and but today uh on sunday we're gonna get the one and the two seeds facing each other and and to me the super bowl scott you know it's almost not really a football game you know what i mean scotty it's like it's almost just like a national 
parade. <laughs> you know, it's almost more about the pageantry. Of course, we love the football game itself and a champion is crowned. But, you know, you go to like parties to watch it with people. People are caring about the commercials and the halftime show. You got weird box pools at play. You know, people care about the over-under on the time of the national anthem. It's just it's just so much more than a football game that these two on Sunday feel like almost like the last real football games of the season. Does that make do, do you uh you know what I'm saying, Scotty? Yeah, I understand that perspective, but uh over I, I would say over the past 20 plus years, I've learned to make it more than just really just about the game. Yeah. Uh you know, I toot all of that out. Uh, I don't go to Super Bowl parties because it's too distracting. Right. People, people do not want to focus on the game. I will only go to a Super Bowl party if it's with other like-minded people and myself that really just want to focus on the game. I remember going to Super Bowl parties and people getting social and stuff like that. You just you can't focus on the game. That's why I don't like going to sports bars during the season. There's too much else to focus on. I just want to focus on football. For me, I personally tune it to the way that I want it, that where it's just about the game itself. You know, when my team was in it, you know, I enjoyed more of the hype because there was a lot more sure. around it. But if it's if it's not the team I'm rooting for, I really, you know, I, I I really block out all that external noise and I just make it about the game. Gotcha. Uh, you know, I hear you. But, you know, that's that's to my point that like the Super Bowl itself is not really about. I mean, of course it is for us. You know what I mean? But like, there's so much extra stuff going on around the Super Bowl. I've actually made the case that. Especially if they added like a couple regular season games to the schedule or whatever, I think they should move the Super Bowl. Quite frankly, Scotty, or they should move the NFL schedule a little bit so that the Super Bowl is the Sunday right before President's Day, almost, so that it's like a de facto national holiday anyway, and people are not going having to go to work the next day. But I digress. Let's get on into it. We're going to spend most of this hour, Scotty, of course, digging into the conference championship matchups. I just have two questions, uh, two little things that crossed my radar that I wanted to ask you about um, news from yesterday. The Jags are saying that Leonard Fournette, quote-unquote, is in a good place um, after after their meeting, you know, I think that was Doug Marone who said it, you know, and this is kind of a thing like maybe there were some things in the air before they quote unquote cleared the air. Now he's in a good place. Now they're going to move forward. You know, I guess I have a couple of questions for you on this. Like, why won't the same thing happen with Antonio Brown in about six weeks? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, why won't they come have a meeting, clear the air, be like, oh, we're in a good place. Let's just move on together. It's possible, you know. Strange, strange things can happen like that. Uh, I don't think we we should rule that out, but it certainly seems like, you know, that's the trend. And it's uh, it's in Seattle they're talking about, you know, can they somehow repair the relationship with Earl Thomas? Right. Uh, but the reports are there's really no interest mm-hmm. from Seattle side. So interesting. So with Antonio Brown, they've come out publicly and said it'd be very hard for him right. to you know, bring him back to the locker room. And they've said that in public. So when they say that in public, it leads me to believe personally that it's going to be very, very difficult to repair. Because if they if they had a if they had a intention of doing that, uh, they wouldn't come out and say it publicly. I'm not yeah. saying it can't happen. Can't turn around. Uh, you know, nothing is for sure. But I'd be surprised to see Antonio Brown back with the Pittsburgh Steelers next year. 
Yeah, let me ask you something else going back to Leonard Fournette. When we did our uh, expert, like, way too early mock draft, Scott, I drafted Leonard Fournette. Um, but in the fourth round, Scott, you know, and I was number two overall, so this is like the end of the fourth round, you know, on the snake draft. Um, one, what do you think about that as value for a guy like Leonard Fournette? And two, what do you think might to be the change in his value if, as we're hearing over the last couple of days, if they make a big run and ultimately sign a guy like Nick Foles at quarterback, what would that do for Leonard Fournette? Where do you see him? Well, I like it when you got him in the fourth round. I think it's fair because my concern not so much is the offense or the quarterback necessarily. It's, you know, like I've said online, it's, you know, he's the guy who's possessed by the spirit of former Jaguar Fred Taylor, and he just can't can't seem to stay healthy. Now, if when they had Blake Bortles there, you know, you saw a lot of promise so far, even with Bortles in there because they wanted to lead on the run. If they get a better quarterback that puts puts him in position to face less stacked boxes, to finish off more scoring drives, so the the value obviously rises. It's really Mm. about all staying healthy for Leonard Fournette. And I think the team has a view of him is, is is that, you know, sometimes he may be jaking it too. Yeah, no, I hear you, and that's um, that. That's probably why they needed to sit down, have that meeting, clear the air, understand that they were both committed to each other. If I told you right now, Scotty, that in 2019 Leonard Fournette plays 14 games, um, do you think he's a you know you think he's a high end RB two in in that scenario? If he plays, he plays 14, 14 or games, he could yeah. be a low end RB one, I think. Right. So it's At not least. the talent; it's the availability. That's the biggest thing right. with him. Right. Yes. Fair enough, fair enough. You talk about your Seahawks, brother man. Uh, they took a flyer on Paxton Lynch, huh? <laughs> That's I, I guess I guess we're struggling for news right now. Huh? No, no, no. But here's my question on this one. You know, here's my question about this one. I always thought it was a smart move to have your backup quarterback be a similar style as your starter, you know, so that they can go ahead and run the same scheme. Like in the past, Seattle had like Travon Boykin, right? Kind of in that vein. You yeah, they had Brett Hundley this past year, yeah. You see what Baltimore's doing, having RG3 there for Lamar Jackson, right? Paxton Lynch does not fit that category. What do you think, just not necessarily about this signing, because this is a piece of news that doesn't really rate, but more importantly, Scott, do you believe that your backup quarterback should be a similar style as to your starter so that you can kind of run the same stuff? I think it's a good way to go. That's why the Seahawks were like the first to interview Kaepernick, I think, when he right. became available. Uh, I know he went to Baltimore, too. But you got to remember, though, this is a reserve slash futures contract. So uh, that doesn't mean he's going to be anywhere close to the backup spot next year. All right, fair enough. Let's start getting into these games here now, Scotty. Spencer Ware practiced in full. I mentioned that he was kind of like the only guy that was – uh, to be concerned because he did, in fact, miss the divisional round. It looks like he is going to be up. Uh, talk to me. I understand that Damian Williams is the guy. I'm just wondering to what extent, if at all, do you think uh, he eats into the opportunity for Spencer Ware? Does it go down from, say, like um, Damian Williams getting 95% of the carries to maybe something like 70-30? Yeah, I, w- I would expect that too. But, uh, you know, Damian Williams – I wouldn't worry too much about him because I, I I don't think he needs a huge workload in order to make a big impact. This is a guy that can do something every time he touches the ball. It prevents him to being overworked. And depending on the weather here and weather is a real concern, you know they may want to run run the ball more often than they usually do. So 
uh, you know, we have to wait and see. You know, what if what if the winds, you know, turn out the wind gusts turn out to be very heavy here? You know, that's that's going to affect the game. So it'll keep Williams fresh. It'll give the defense two looks. Uh, but I still like Damian Williams is uh, I would probably say my second best running back of the weekend. Really, and we'll get into some DF. Uh, is that just? Do you mean like in the DFS context or just like in general? Uh, playoff fantasy football. I see. Like, so not without any like salary caps involved necessarily. Right. Okay. Right. I see. Um, I just wanted to make that point. Like, are you talking relative to his you know price or just in general? And right. it sounds just like in an absolute you want to setting. Clarify. I get it. Yes. I got you. So you like Damian Williams? You said is your second best running back this week? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what what kind of the the, the, the Saints. Look, I know they're going to be without ranking, but they're still very good against the run for, I think, reasons other than that. And what what is going to be the split between Gurley and Anderson? I can't be sure. Well, can you be sure what the split's going to be between Damian Williams and Spencer Ware? I'm not worried about Damian Williams coming off of an injury. All right, fair enough, fair enough. So you're telling me you like Damian Williams over Todd Gurley this week? I do. Okay, you like him over Alvin Kamara this week? No, I said he's the that's second. The, Kamara, so that's Kamara's, the one? Kamara's the first. So you go Kamara, then Damian Williams. You like Damian Williams over James White this week? I do. Because we're not going to see White run the ball really all that much. Okay. Sony Michelle will be the, the, the runner down there in yeah. Kansas City. The runner du jour. I see. <laughs> Look at you, Scotty. I like that. Scotty, one other thing I was going to ask is that you mentioned in talking about Damian Williams, you mentioned that weather again. You know, um, Let me ask you about this. I'm looking at a way to try to win money off of this, right? And I see that the total on the AFC Championship game is still up at 56. Scott, I know it's not going to be this extreme conditions like with the, you know, the Minnesota-Seattle game from a few years ago that led to a 10-9 final. Um, but in that, in that Arctic blast that they're talking about, could it be less than 56? Could that be a factor that makes you maybe lean under, especially if it sounds like you're talking about how, you know, these running games, whether it be Damian Williams, Sony Michelle, um, gonna may- maybe be- these teams are going to run a little bit more than normal. We also talked about how in the division round, you know, the Rams, the Pats, the, 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 the Saints, all these teams ran a lot more, were striving for balance, right? That's a word you're talking about all the time. Add to that, like, you know, it feeling like sub-zero temperatures with the wind chill. Could we see a lower scoring game than people expect? Could the under 56 on the AFC Championship game be a way to go? It might be risky with the most recent forecast I'm looking at at okay. NFLweather.com. Actually, at kickoff, it's calling for 27 degrees with, uh, with, with the wind making it feel like 20. So it's not as bad. You know, it, it might be, not be as bad as we predicted. That's the one thing people will get bent out of shape about right. weather, but you know, weather forecast can quickly change and sometimes can be incorrect. Okay, fair enough. You know, and so you can't lead with that. You know, but here's the thing, Scotty. Like the weather's just one factor. I believe also that you saw the Patriots try to utilize Sony Michelle a little bit more and use the running game a little bit. We've seen Damian Wood last week, one twenty nine, something like that. Maybe not necessarily because of the weather, but because of actual game plan. Um this could be a slower or lower scoring game than some people expect. What if we even just take the weather out of it? We've been talking a lot about run games this week, Scotty. You know, so still, do you do you like the over or the or where are you on the total? Uh, I think I like the over just because it involves okay. the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Yeah, I hear you. These teams did, in fact, play already this year. And if you remember, it was a 44-40 to game. That one was in Foxborough. This one will be in Arrowhead, but we shall see. Hey, Scotty, yesterday on Fantasy Freestyle, my other show that I do here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, I did a poll question, which is just straight up, Scott, like when we wake up on Monday morning, what's going to be the Straight up, matchup? really tell me, oh, you want to really have a poll forever. Don't oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um... So, you know, I was just made the four matchups, you know, as the different permutations, you know, Rams, Pats, Rams, Chiefs, Saints, Good word. Pats, Saints, Chiefs, permutations. Yeah, it's all about that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's all about, you know, some of these guys. That's why I like some of these other DFS sites, because in, in, in FanDuel, in DraftKings, you got people putting together lineups, you know, 100, 150 lineups. It's pretty much almost every permutation they can find, you know, just putting it into their lineups and trying to win that cash. But I digress, Scotty. Um. What do you think was the winner of the poll or is leading the poll right now? Uh, give me the selections again. Any, all the possible matchups for the Super Bowl. So Rams-Pats, Rams-Chiefs, Saints-Pats, Saints-Chiefs. What I do you think is winning the poll? Saints-Chiefs. You're right. Saints-Chiefs is winning the poll, but I was struck by how much. Saints-Chiefs has 47% of the vote, Scotty, okay? And then it goes Rams-Chiefs at 24%. So if you add those two up, you get to 71. 71% of the people think the Chiefs are going to get through. Uh, 67% if you add up both of the Saints ones. So it goes 47% Saints-Chiefs, uh, Rams-Chiefs 24%, Saints-Pats 20%. And then Rams-Patriots, only 9% of the vote. And you know what I think is funny, Scott? And I think this speaks to what your point is about how these two games we expect to be really, really awesome. Like, only 9% of the people have Rams-Patriots. But that's, like, completely viable as an option. You know what I mean? Like, the Rams were undefeated for the first two and a half months of the season. You know, like, we're talking about them as an incredible offense and all this stuff. And the Patriots are the damn Patriots, right? Like, it's absolutely possible it could be Rams Patriots there's only nine percent of the people if you made an argument right now for any of the four teams to win the Super Bowl like I'd be like oh, okay that's valid you know I think that's why it's so ex- exciting this weekend Scotty that's why it is that's why these are my favorite games of the year like I was saying at the top yeah like I mean what team of these Scott do you think like has the least chance to win the Super Bowl of these four I'm gonna say the Rams Okay, but, like, even if you say that, like, can't you see I don't do it with steely-eyed confidence. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, if the Rams are, like, the fourth choice for you, like, we're still talking about the damn Rams, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, you still think it's possible, right? So that's why it's so exciting. All four of these teams are live to be hoisting up the Lombardi Trophy in about two weeks. When we come back on Roto Experts in the morning, we talk a little bit of DFS players we like to put a little bit of cash this Sunday. Come on back. It's Roto Experts. If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now. And keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. 
Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-215-1727. 800-215-1727. That's 800-215-1727. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. I'm just going to let Scotty beatbox for as long as he damn well pleases. Welcome back. It's Roto Experts in the morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You got the king and the spin statistician. <laughs> Let it go, he baby. Get beatboxing. A friend of mine hey. asked me to say some MC rhymes, so I said this rhyme I'm about to say. The rhyme was deaf and we went this way. way. Took a test to become an MC. All right. Hey, Scotty, when you are hearkening to the early to mid-80s, I got to let people know that DailyRoto.com's partnership with Data Golf is back for 2019 with all new premium fantasy golf and betting tools. Check out the all-new lineup optimizer with custom settings and advanced groupings, customizable projections for FanDuel and DraftKings, ownership projections, PGA finish probabilities and simulator, outright and top 20 market betting tools, a subscriber chat, and a whole lot more. Go to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, choose Golf, and then enter the promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. That's DailyRoto.com, Go Premium Golf, and enter the promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. I hope those guys were over on Phil Mickelson for uh, this week's event. I hear he went real low, like the limbo says. He went 60 out there in Palm Springs. Low, 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 low. Yeah, doing big things. All right, Scotty. Let's talk a little bit of DFS, try to win a little bit of money here um, this weekend. You know, I mean, you talked about how much you like Damian Williams, and we could start right there, Scotty, because Damian Williams, you said you like him as your second best running back this week with Kamara in the one spot. I'm going to tell you that Damian Williams, at least on FanDuel, is the fifth most expensive running back. They go Gurley, Kamara, then both Pats running backs, James White and Sony Michelle, followed by Damian Williams, then C.J. Anderson and Mark Ingram um, in the price chart. You like Damian Williams as a value. Who else could be a value at the running back position, in your opinion? For example, I'm on Mark Ingram. Yeah, I think you have to like Ingram. Uh, take a shot on him because if this team wants to establish a run, and you know, very very often in games like this, you want to get the early momentum and score first. Uh, you know, he's he's a good bet for a touchdown. I think. 
Yeah, fair enough. Let me let me ask you something else. Is there are there any other running backs that you specifically like this week that could be of value? Um, like, do you go back to the C.J. Anderson well, or do you think that that they're not messing around this week and it's going to be more girly? I, I think, think C.J. Anderson is interesting because with Sheldon Rankin up there, right. C.J. Anderson's a north-south kind of guy, run up the gut kind of guy. That's exactly how you want to test him. So. Uh, I, I think that's certain, certainly something to look at when you talk about that game. And uh, if the Kansas City-New England game is going to be high scoring at any point, if you really want to be, use a punt play, you should go for Rex Burkhead because they could slip him in there at any time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you got Sonny Michelle, you got James White, but they have been, you know, getting Burkhead snaps as well. And then don't forget my guy from the one yard line, James Devlin as well. Hey, Scotty, who's your DFS quarterback? You know, I mean, you got four options. They're all pretty good. I know uh, some people are talking about fading Jared Goff, but who's your who, who do you think is uh, relative to uh, a good value here this weekend? Uh, you know, take take a look at the price here. I mean, you only have. You only have four quarterbacks. I got four really options, with, right? So it's like, which is which is the least of the four? It's you got it's Mahomes like, at nine thousand, Breeze at eighty eight hundred, Brady eighty four, and Goff at eight thousand. I don't like Brady just because it's short passing. It's okay. uh, it, it, really even if even if they have to play, even if it's a high scoring game, I see the running backs being so heavily involved. With Goff, if they look to shut down the run and they're effective to some degree, that, that puts some of the game on Goff's shoulders. Right. Uh, with Breeze, you know, this is not a high-flying offense right now. The last four regular season starts, not more than one touchdown pass, only two last week. Breeze is not putting up the kind of gutting numbers that he's getting a reputation for, so... Uh, I'd probably say Jared Goff. You're looking at FanDuel. I'm looking at DraftKings. Hmm. He's 5,400. He's still so the fourth probably, most expensive of the four, yeah, right? Though he's the fourth. He's the fourth cheapest uh, of all the quarterbacks. So I probably have to go with Goff. I want to differentiate myself. And when you play it in a tournament, uh, I think that's what you like to do. Yeah, you want to zig when people zag. It's interesting that the experienced veteran uh, Hall of Fame quarterbacks are the ones you're a little bit off of, right? Saying the Breeze is not that dynamic offense. Brady with the short passing game. If you want to pay up for Mahomes, like, I ain't going to mess with you. Like, sure, go ahead. But I think it's interesting that you talk about Goff. Um, you were talking about if the Saints try to stop the run, but isn't that going to be a lot harder without Sheldon Rankins there? Maybe they actually do lean on the run a little bit more, like they did against Dallas? Remember, Goff was coming off, what, like a 185-yard performance, something like that? Yeah, but uh, they do have the weaponry to attack the pass defense, and if they come out throwing, that opens up things for the run more as well. All right. But the, uh, the thing that scares the heck out of me is Goff's home road splits. It's just mm. like they're, they're so stark. So it's really scary. I mean, I just lean so heavily towards – I know Davis Maddox says avoid Patrick Mahomes on rotoexperts.com, but I feel like I, I want to make my contrarian hay elsewhere. Right, but let, maybe this could make you feel a little bit better, Scotty. You know, remember, the, the, the Rams have played in the Superdome before this year, right? And in that game on November 4th, Jared Goff threw for 391 yards and three touchdowns. You know what I mean? So he had 30, uh, over 30 uh, fan duel points, at least, in that effort, going 28 of 40. So, yeah, I mean, you but, know. 
But what happens is when very rarely do those type of performances repeat themselves in the same season because the team will watch film and say, okay, you know, this is what Goff did last time. You know, we're going to have to defend him differently this time. You know, you look at his home road splits uh, at home. He's got 22 touchdown passes and three interceptions and a completion percentage of 68.3 on the road is 60.9, 10, and 9. Hmm. Yeah, and no, I hear you. So, I mean, you know, away from Los Angeles, he's a different guy maybe. But, you know, the Dome is a friendly confines for a lot of people. We'll see if Jared Goff can produce or, to your point, maybe they're trying to lead with the run knowing that they have to do something different the second time around. Scotty, you, another I, thing. Can I ask you a question? How do you see yes, it as sir. a friend, friendly confine for the road team? Um, I hear you in terms of the crowd noise and stuff. I'm just talking about the the uh, climate controlness of the dome. You know, the fast track, the dome that 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 is friendly confines. As not like the fans standing up and getting crunk are certainly not. Yeah, you know that sparks the home team as well and it gives them them an advantage. Uh, you know, just because a team plays indoors, you know, I I think we've seen teams go there and get just blown out. So. Yeah, fair enough, but I'd be ra- I'd rather be playing indoor as a road team. I'd rather be playing indoors than you know in ten degree weather or whatever. Oh it is. yeah, you of might course. See another one, you know. So that, that, that's what never go, especially never from a Cali sure. boy, especially yeah. for a Cali boy like Goff. You know what I mean? But in any yeah. event, um, like you know, if if this was, uh, you know, I it, I'd rather. Uh, him be in the climate controlness of uh, the dome than say like in Lambo or in Chicago where it would be minus five right now, you know, for a kid like yeah. that. But you know that that's the part I meant. The crowd certainly gives the Saints one of the biggest home field advantages in the entire NFL. Scotty, I want to go over to the tight end position here in DFS because like. It's really kind of Kelsey and everybody else. And yes, Scotty, I am including Rob Gronkowski as part of everybody else. At least in FanDuel, Kelsey's at 7,400. Then there's a drop of nearly 2,000 to Gronk at 56. Then another big-time drop, and Benjamin Watson is the third most expensive tight end this week. I don't know if it's the same kind of uh, you know order over on DraftKings right now, but I guess the question is really... Do you pay up for Travis Kelsey this week? I think it's it's hard not to, but at least with Gronk, there's a possibility of a catching a touchdown pass or two in what's a very high scoring game. I think uh, I think his role uh, as as a red zone threat will increase this week. So is that to say that your DFS t- the tight end this week is Rob Gronkowski? Uh well I'm I'm gonna roll out multiple lineups and I'm gonna try with Gronk and a few of them. Oh, yeah. you're gonna have different permutations, Scotty, huh? Is that other good word? Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, like, who 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 do we recommend to the people? You know that are out there listening to Roto Experts in the morning as we put the fun and functional sports content, critically acclaimed FSTA nominee for best radio show in the industry. Um, is Gronk is Gronk your uh, top choice? I- DFS tight end this week? Or like, let's he put has this to way. be. You, you got, you, you, I would say if you're making one lineup, you got to find a way to fit him in. You have to. Yeah. Fit in Gronk or fit in Kelsey? Fit in Kelsey. Okay. Now, let's say, you know, you're putting together your lineup and you want to spend up other places, okay? You want to get Gurley in your lineup or something like that. You want Mahomes in your lineup. You want Michael Thomas in your lineup, let's say. If you don't have enough, like, let's take those guys out of it. If you are going with the relative punt play, 
are there like which of these other guys do you have the most faith in? Ben Watson, Tyler Higby, uh, you know, Dwayne Allen. Who like who are we talking about if you have to go cheap? Uh, if you have to go cheap, I I probably would go any lower than Grok. The other the other guys really? are just too much of a crapshoot. Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, it's just like, you know, the price, they try to make it cost prohibitive for you to be able to do that and get some good guys, other guys at other positions in your lineups. The last thing I'll ask you about in this DFS kind of piece, Scotty, is, you know, you only got four choices for defense, <laughs> right? And and all four of these defenses are facing explosive offenses. We know that. Um you talk about it being really driven by sacks and turnovers. I'm reminded of the fact that in that Rams-Chiefs game that went 54-51, the Rams' defense, I believe, scored over 20 fantasy points because uh, they got some turnovers. They got a defensive touchdown. Some of these teams have very prolific kick returners as well. You know, when I think about Tyreek Hill or Corderell Patterson, when it's something like this, can even, you know, with just these four teams and they're facing these four options, Scotty, can even something like a Corderell Patterson or a Tyreek Hill, can that maybe uh, be a factor? Or or, or an Alvin Kamara, who's also returning kicks. Returning kicks, yeah. Could that, when something is so close this week, could something like that even be a factor? Could you try and take a dart throw on thinking there's going to be some kind of special teams play? You could, but I'll just go with the defense, which I feel is the most solid. Uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the Saints. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm gonna go with the Saints. They didn't get any sacks last week, but in weeks 15 and 16, they had three and four. Uh, they scored six and 12 points there. But you know, these sometimes it's hard to predict these kind of things. It could be random. I do like the Chiefs because they may have the best pass rush. But ultimately, I'm looking to save money. Along the lines of what you've been saying, I built a DraftKings lineup, which you're able to have Mahomes and Kelsey in it. You want to hear it? Mm. Yeah. Got Mahomes at quarterback, Ingram and Kramar running back. Both Brandon, running backs. Nice. Yeah, Brandon Cooks, Ted Ginn Jr., Robert Woods at wide receiver. Kelsey at tight end, Tyree Kill at the flex in the Patriots defense. Nice. I like that. I have a lineup uh, as well that has some of these same guys. I have Ingram in my lineup. I didn't spend up for Kamara. I went James White instead. I do have Robert Woods in my lineup. I do have Ted Ginn Jr. in my lineup. Kelsey is my tight end. I didn't have as much money, so I had to flex Sammy Watkins, however. Let me ask you about one other guy who is my third wide receiver in this lineup. I got Julian Edelman in my lineup, Scotty, but then I go over to Davis Maddock, right, who has a great article over there on Roto Experts in the Morning. They are the mark of fantasy excellence, the 365 NFL coverage, and he highlights with some next-gen stats, he highlights a matchup that Julian Edelman may see a lot of, and um, in essence... He's talking about how Kansas City and the Chiefs, that their secondary is pretty weak. They may get Eric Berry back. That's obviously a help from the safety position. But one of the points that Davis makes is that the Chiefs' best cornerback is actually their slot cornerback, Kendall Fuller. Okay, he's got a 70.2 coverage grade from PFF. Um, You know, good other deep stats. But you got Julian Edelman there, who's maybe one of the best slot receivers of all time. I know, Scotty, you have said you think Edelman is actually a Hall of Famer eventually. Talk to me about this matchup, Edelman versus Fuller, and should I have any concern of the fact that I do have Julian Edelman in my DFS lineup? Uh, Look, you know, Davis makes a great point that it is a challenging matchup for uh, Julian Edelman. But like I say all the time, you you can't assume – 
that the defensive guy, just because he's very good, is always going to win the matchup. That's why that's why Julian Edelman is who he is. And right. I don't I don't think Tom Brady's gonna go away from him. They can right. find other ways to get the ball from him if if uh if you, look, Edelman can still have a good game. He's he's seen this matchup before. He's he's played against him already this season. Four catches for fifty four yards and a touchdown. Uh, you know, if he gets that kind of line again, you know, you're still talking about 15 PPR points. I would just say it takes the ceiling off of what he could do, though. And if, if you're in a tight decision between Edelman and another guy, I go the other way. Interesting. Um, but, you know, I mean, I'm not going to. I'm going to go Julian Edelman because, to your other point, I think he is the he, apple he, of Tom Brady's he, he becomes, eye. And the he trust becomes the guy who he is, a, a potential future Hall of Famer because – it don't matter he, the matchup. He, he, it doesn't matter <laughs> the matchup. Tom Brady some know guys, what's going on. Some guys are matchup proof. Yeah. And there's also so many times where you see, like, Edelman go in motion and then still run the quick flare, you know, those sorts of things. They look to get Edelman the ball. And in a game like this, Scotty, you never know. I could get a passing touchdown out of Julian Edelman as well, you know. And so who knows with these sorts of things. One other matchup, Scotty, one of the wide receiver uh, corner matchup that I think is interesting that Davis also highlights is over in the NFC Championship game. As we know, Marcus Peters was kind of um, attacked by the New Orleans Saints last time around, and then, you know, Peyton told the media about it. Marcus Peters had something to say about it as well. However, Scotty, in that matchup in early November, Aqib Tlaib was not active. You got to know that Aqib Tlaib is actually the number one cornerback for the Rams, not Marcus Peters. Peters is also a, a, a cornerback who likes to gamble. That's part of my rationale of why I like Ted Ginn Jr. this week. I think he could double move Peters and go deep. Uh, what do you think about the cornerback matchups? And most specifically, how are they going to handle Michael Thomas? And how are the Rams going to deploy Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib, in your opinion? I think Wade Phillips will have something ready. Uh, like, like, I, like I said, it's hard to do the same thing against the same team in two consecutive games, especially in this playoff atmosphere. Uh, I don't know exactly how Wade Phillips is going to attack this, uh, you know, but do, having that guy back for them is huge and gives them more versatile options. Yeah, I mean, you know, Aqib Tlaib is a legit shutdown corner, in my opinion. And I don't care what, you're, what you've done. It, when you have a guy on the other side of the field who leads the NFL in receptions, at one point there was like a 90% completion percentage when Breeze was going to Michael Thomas. I'm just putting Tlaib on him. I'm having him shadow him all day long. Uh, and I'm taking my chances with Peters on uh, Ginn, telling him to go ahead, jump the move, and we'll have safety help over the top. What do you think, Scotty? Yeah, I don't know if yeah, I I think that sounds like a good game plan and it it, it makes all the logical sense in the world. Uh but you know, well, Drew Brees you never is, know, right? <laughs> Drew Brees is a veteran quarterback who's gonna go spread it around to other targets and get other people involved if they try to take away Thomas. So uh you you can't just beat Drew Brees by taking away one guy. Yeah, that's true. That's why we got to see what Wade Phillips will cook up. I'm excited to see it. I'm also excited for our next segment, our last of the week. Scotty and I make our official picks. Come on back to see who the king and the spitting statistician like this week. It's Roto Experts in the morning on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. 
Fantasy Sports Today. Tom Brady's been to 13. Like, this is their eighth straight AFC Championship so, game. Nobody's picking against you. Everybody concedes that you're great. Like, and, they're manufacturing bullet board material, and I think it's hysterical. And I know you're saying, like, I'm a Steelers fan and everything. Ah, Steelers, you can't complain because they have a lot of success. I don't know. They went to the Super Bowl eight years ago and lost. Right. And they've been to one AFC Championship game since. Tom Brady, by the way, has been to all of them since. All of them. Weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. New year, new you. Yeah, you hear that saying every single New Year's Day, right? But it takes money to get that new you for the new year. You need money for that gym membership. You need money to buy the expensive, healthier groceries. And you need money to go on that awesome vacation with the cute girl or guy in your office. But there is something to help you get that money. And it's free. When you download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, you get to listen to the best fantasy sports analysis 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, for free. Fantasy analysis, betting odds, and plenty of entertainment to help you get that money you need to start your New Year's journey. Go to the iTunes or Google Play Store, download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, and start listening to the best fantasy sports and betting analysis in the industry. We want you to drop those holiday pounds. We want you to take that awesome vacation. And we want to see you start 2019 right by downloading the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're here to give you that cash to start a new year with a new you. I can't explain to you how overjoyed I am to be joined by him when we do Roto Experts in the morning. Scotty, I got to let you know, if you're at the game, you just got a gut feeling, no problem. Now you can bet from anywhere, anytime, with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. With the MyBookie mobile betting platform, you'll enjoy the safety and the convenience of at-home betting when you are on the go. Try it out, and you'll never miss another winning bet. Head on over to MyBookie.ag and open an account with the promo code FNTSY. MyBookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. Yeah, that's right, $1,000 a stack. That's MyBookie.ag with the promo code FNTSY. F-N-T-S-Y. All right, Scotty, whether it's over on my bookie, whether it's over on BetDSI, whether it's over on the FanDuel uh, Sportsbook, whatever it is, let's talk about this, Scotty. It is time to make our picks for what you describe as the best day on the NFL calendar. First game, Scotty. Let's do it. NFC Championship game will kick off at about 3 o'clock Eastern time on Sunday. Um, The Saints are three-and-a-half-point favorites in the Dome. The total now sits at 56-and-a-half. Scotty, how do you see this game going? And ultimately, who is your pick to win the NFC Championship? Uh, I'm going to take the Saints here. Minus I, I the three think, and a half, or straight, or straight up here. 
Uh, I would take I would take them with the points. I okay, feel minus like they're, three they're the better team. They're playing at home. They have more balance, I believe, on both sides of the ball. Uh, and when it comes down to quarterbacks and coaches, like it does very often in uh, you know these types of games, give me Drew Brees and Sean Payton over McVay and Goff. All right. Uh, Scotty is on the New Orleans Saints going to the Super Bowl uh, for the second time with Breeze and Peyton. Let me ask you this before I make my pick on this game, Scotty. Um, How much does the loss of Sheldon Rankins impact your confidence on that pick? Uh, Not in a huge matter. I I think uh, the Rams still have a lot of trouble stopping the run. I th- I think the Saints uh the Saints defense is still better than theirs overall and again you know quarterback hope, coach combination home field advantage I I think it's going to be too much f- to overcome Jared Goff just won his first playoff game last week uh Drew Brees and Sean Payton have played uh 14 playoff games together already you know they have the experience etc uh, the Rams have been built to make this deep playoff run, which they didn't do last year, and it's a big improvement, but they still ultimately might be one season away. Fair enough. I uh, I don't disagree with you. What do you think about the total, Scotty? It stands at 56.5. You taking the over? Uh, I- I'm taking the over. I think it's going to go slightly over. The the, the yeah. Saints... The Saints have more ways to score than just by beating you in the in the passing game. You know, they have, they have a dual combination of running backs... Uh, they do have a th- they do have a threat on special teams in Kamara as well, but uh, you know that's not something you can count on. Uh, you know, Jared Goff does not play well on the road. There could be some turnovers there. There could be a defensive score or two. They have a very good kicker in Will Lutz. Uh, so if they move it into scoring range, they can easily convert that way. So uh, I'm looking for a lot of points on the board in this game. Fair enough, Scotty. I got to tell you something. I see it the same exact way as you. I am on the Saints and the over in this one. Give me the Saints. Give me the over. Mostly for, you know, largely the same reasons as you just stated, okay? I think the trump card on all of this is going to be that this game is in that dome in New Orleans. To me, that's the biggest factor. The Saints, uh, the Saints at home plus Jared Goff road splits, you know, that to me is the critical factor. I think that Houdat Nation, I have been in that dome. Scotty, I was there a long time ago. Oh, goodness. At this point, maybe it was like seven years ago or something like that for a Monday night football game against the Giants. Okay. Me and my New York boys. I was a Jets fan, but my New York boys, we went down there. And let me tell you something. I have never been in a stadium that was as loud as that dome when the Saints were scoring, okay? And I think that is going to be the critical factor. I also agree with you in the terms of, like, the experience factor with Breeze and Peyton over Goff and McVay. You know, Scotty, in the NBA, right, you know how it, they always say, like, teams, like, have to take steps, you know, in the playoffs? Like, a team will get bounced in the first round, and then two years later, they'll, like, get to the conference championship, and then, you know, there's always, like, that hurdle to climb, you know what I mean? Whether it was, like, the Pistons who had to get past, uh, you know, or I mean, excuse me, Jordan, who had to get past the Pistons or what have you, right? I feel like the Rams are that same kind of thing. They got upset in their home playoff game last year. 
right? This year, they won that first playoff game. They took a step. And to your point, I think maybe they're one year away when they can enter the playoffs with their boy Cooper Cup as well. Give me the Saints. Give me the over in this one. I like the Saints to win the NFC and then play the Super Bowl in another dome that they are very familiar with because they go there every year because it's the home of one of their division opponents, the Atlanta Falcons. All right, Scotty. AFC game, the New England Patriots, who are trying to frame themselves as a little engine that could, you know, uh, the, the underdogs, even though this is their eighth straight AFC championship game. They are, however, three-point underdogs to the home team, the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. The total for this game is 56. Now, Scotty, one of your biggest kind of rationales for that other pick was the experience over the young coach uh, and quarter, you know, or the young quarterback. Does the same logic hold here? Are you taking the experience and the coaching of Brady and Belichick over the hot shot kid that everybody loves, Patty Mahomes? Or do you think this kid is just on another level and will be the MVP who takes his team to the Super Bowl? Uh, you're talking about Jared Goff versus Patrick Mahomes, and I, I, I just think okay. there's a big difference here. Fair. And I, I, th- I think that's the advantage. This kid is just special. I think he's generational. And I think I have confidence in both quarterbacks to make plays with the game on the line, but who do I ultimately think is the better team? Uh, you know, the Patriots have had the six-best scoring defense, but still, they'll, they'll give up points to the Chiefs. We saw it during the regular season. It'll probably have to happen again. This is not a shutdown defense. They they are missing Josh Gordon. Gronk is not what he was. So, uh, offensively, I think uh, I think the Chiefs are just going to be too too hard to keep up with. Uh, okay. And they're going to. Do you I see? Are you okay build- laying the three points? Are you okay laying the three points? You think they cover the three points, Bird? I think they have to. Uh, I think they win. The last time uh, that the Patriots played a road conference championship game was in 2015, and they lost to Denver 20 to 18. This team, uh, this team is actually uh, well. You can't you kick out the Super Bowl, but this team is a little different when they when they go on the road. Uh, you know, looking at it, it's uh, I don't. They they haven't they haven't won a road playoff game in a long long time. Yeah. What about the total, Scotty? At, at 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 that at that level, let's you go. You go no, back I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. You go back through the history. This team is different when it when it's at home. So right. Uh, Brady and Belichick are not as good on daily on the road. That's why, you know, going into December, right, that's why I said, quite frankly, that one of the biggest games of the NFL season were when the Eagles beat the Houston Texans in Week 16 on a last-second field goal, right? Because if that yeah. game goes the other way, the Pats are the three-seed, and they get that one home game on wildcard weekend, but then their path would have been two road games, um, you know, which could have been different. Ultimately, they got their sacrificial lamb to come into Foxborough on Divisional Weekend. It was the Chargers, and now they're going on the road. Scotty, Scotty, it sounds like you're leaning the Chiefs minus three. What about the total on this game? Yeah, and just to clarify, the last road playoff win for Brady and Belichick was 2006. The last wow. time they won, won on the road in the conference championship was 2004. So wow. it's it's been a, they've had 15 a lot years of, ago. They've they've had they've had a lot of home playoff games. All right, so it sounds like you're on the Chiefs. And what about the total, Scotty? Uh, what's the total again? Fifty-seven. 
56? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go over. All right. Fair enough. Hey, Scotty, I see it largely the same way as you. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs. Listen, that's my homes, yo. He was, he he helped me win fantasy championships. He helped me win. He will help me win some cash this year. I, you know, I can't really be rooting for the Patriots, Scotty. So give me Patty Mahomes. Let the baton pass happen. I think you know, in twenty years, we're gonna look back and be like, remember that time when he took down Brady and Belichick? That was the beginning of the legend of Patty Mahomes. You know, that's like the it's the heir apparent kind of. You know, um, you you called him the goatee <laughs> at one point this week. I think you know when when all is said and done and we're looking back we will look back at this sunday as kind of like the baton pass to be quite honest i do however scotty go the other way on the total um i can't give it out officially because i promised i'd never give an under out ever again in the nfl but i i i think the the weather the way these teams want to run the ball i wouldn't be surprised if it's more of a little bit of a nick tuck game where the adjustments lead them these teams to feeling each other out a little bit more in the first quarter instead of just boom opening it up so I could see the under coming in on this game but I agree with you Scotty give me the Kansas City Chiefs both Scotty and I think the Super Bowl is going to be uh Saints Chiefs and that was what the biggest uh, amount of my poll question yesterday as well a lot of people are thinking Saints and Chiefs we'll see what it is Next what was, week. What was the final score of that Saints Saints Eagles game again? Saints Last Eagles. Week. Yeah, twenty to twelve. Oh no, fourteen. Uh, they, no, Eagles got fourteen. Yeah. Twenty to fourteen. Yeah, the yeah, Eagles yeah. had a chance. The Eagles they, had a chance. They, at the they end. did. They did score after the first quarter, right? Right. Yeah. Twenty yeah. to fourteen was so, that final. Yeah, because our friend Rich is uh, like burning up the Twitter waves. Yeah, us. I see him. He's hitting us and, up. Uh, his, why, why don't you read his most – let me read his Saints most – Saints were an Alshon weeks. drop away from possibly losing to the Eagles. Saints looked rusty to me. When the Eagles come out, I went up 14 nothing. Home field meant nothing. You could hear a pin drop. Uh, but then to your point, Scotty, yeah. they didn't score for yeah, the last the, three quarters, right? The way, the way I respond to that is I, I always hear from fans of, like, losing teams that – we were a drop away from this. We were a touchdown right. away from that. If the sentence um, starts with the word if, yeah, then I don't, da- it, I don't care. <laughs> we, or we were one, one of this away. Right. You lost. Losing right. teams lost. losing teams <laughs> don't make those plays. Winning teams do. Right. It's, it's, not, it's not a thing of if Alshon Jeffrey caught the ball. He did not, and they lost. So that's that's the lament of a losing team. The Saints did what they had to do. That's what winning teams do in close games. And the fact that it was fourteen nothing in the third fourth quarter, it was meaningless because they did nothing the rest of the way. Yeah, I'm with you. If that is an, like that, is an, away, that is a right? lo- that is a losing anti Saints slant. Yeah, I hear you. Listen, Scotty, I'm one. I'm a lotto ticket away from being on a beach right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, so what? You're and not. You know, you're I'm... not there. There's right. nowhere in the standings that win, loss. Uh, we were one away from that. And and as you know, Scotty, one of the things I always like to say is that and a metro card will get you home. You know, Scotty. But listen up here. Scotty, we say a lot of things here all the time, right? We've picked up some of our, each other's phrases. We've, we've made new nicknames. We, we've had a lot of fun here on Roto Experts in the Morning covering this football season over the last six months. And, Scotty, we, uh, we need to make an announcement, right? Because uh, some things are changing here. Yes, uh, and I will be on, on, on the Roto Experts podcast 
uh, five days a week starting uh, the middle of next week. Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, when you guys, uh, after Championship Sunday, on Monday morning, um, Roto Experts in the morning will not be what you hear from 7 to 8 a.m. on uh, weekdays anymore with me, uh, Spittin' Statistician, and the King, Scott Angle. The, we are moving some things around. Um, I don't know if we can fully say, uh, let the cat out of the bag of what will be in its place completely, but uh, Scotty will be leading Roto Experts in the morning, or Roto Experts as a podcast. You'll still be able to hear the King, Scott on Angle. On demand every, every day. Absolutely on demand every day. Um, you're still going to hear plenty of the spitting statistician guys, okay? Speeds ain't going anywhere, uh, but it'll be in a new format starting next week. And, Scott, I just got to tell you with a couple of minutes that we have left, um, we are not going to be, you know, doing a show together um, starting on Monday anymore on a regular basis. I know there will always be times where we'll find ways to do some work together and things of that nature, um, you know, do Roto Experts podcast together, be uh, as guests on other people's shows, that sort of thing. But uh, we are making a change here. Roto Experts will be a podcast that Scott is leading. And in on that radio block, when you tune in live, it's going to be another show. Uh, Spitting Speeds will be on it, and we'll have some big-time announcements uh, coming you know, in the coming days. Uh, but, Scotty, I just want to thank you, brother, man. Um, you are truly a Hall of Famer in this industry. And I just want to thank you, Scotty, for, uh, you know, everything you've taught me and all the help you've given me over the last six months. I truly appreciate the opportunity to host this flagship show, the longest running show in the fantasy industry, an award-nominated, critically acclaimed show. I don't care what the fantasy executive says. It has been an honor, Scott, to do this work with you over the last six months. Yeah, it's been an honor to work with you. I always did. And, you know, it's... It, yeah, you know, it it read really smoothly. We we got along terrific. Uh, great analysis. You're a true pro. You're a, you know you're you're already making yourself a star. You're a lot a lot of fun to work with. A lot of fun to listen to. But uh, you know we'll we'll likely be back together for next football season. So uh, you know we'll be looking forward to that on the Roto Expert podcast. I'll be continuing to do off season football, uh, mirroring the Roto Experts three sixty five. But for those who want my fantasy baseball analysis, I'll be doing on the Roto Experts podcast. Is two two. You'll hear Roto Experts at the park and all my uh, baseball recommendations and ranks. Absolutely. You could always follow Scotty at Scotty Roto uh, X on Twitter. Sounds like we got Mike Blewett in as well. Blewett, it's the same kind of thing for us. You know, it's an honor and a privilege to work with you um, thanks, buddy. every weekday over the last uh, six months or so. Yeah, thanks. I, I appreciate it. <clears throat> and it's not just award nominated. The Roto Experts won Best Radio Show uh, a few really? years ago. So, yeah. Oh, I thought, I thought you, you saw I thought you were making an announcement. I thought no, you were breaking yeah. news, Blue. <laughs> I said a few years. He, he's like the doctor <laughs> on Family Guy, right? <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, Blue. Yeah. Hey, we made our picks, Blue. Scotty and I, on the games and the totals, we agree on three of the four. We're the only disagreement we have is on the AFC total. Um, but uh, it's going to be real fun. You going over and making that James Devlin bet yet, though, Blewett? Uh, I will do that for us, yes. I'll Scotty, I'm all over James Devlin, two TDs at plus 10,000, brother man. What do you there think? There you go. You got to swing for the to win a little bit of cash. God gave rock and roll to you, but God gave the roll of experts to you. Take him out, Scotty. <laughs> this is your show. This is your brand. Take him out, Scotty, on a Friday. Yeah, see you next week. 
on the Roto Experts podcast. Here by wrap ups and by Super Bowl previews on demand beginning next week. Super Bowl stuff starting next week too. Does your fantasy team suck? Maybe you need us. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The only free 24-7 fantasy sports radio network.